Welcome to the Four Parents Podcast. I'm your host, Ivy Lassiter, and I'm so glad you're here. Pop in your earbuds and multitask while we talk about all the parenting stuff, lessons learned, funny stories, and practical wisdom from normal people who've been there. Let's get started. On today's episode, I'm talking to siblings, Audrey, Austin, Allie Jo, and Andrew. And I love this episode. It is so good. So much good stuff. Audrey graduated from A&M and now lives in Fort Worth and owns a photography business. Austin just graduated from A&M, is working in the real world, and is engaged. Allie Jo is finishing up her degree at A&M, is engaged, and also has this side art business. Andrew is starting his freshman year, and are you following the trend? Yes, he is also in College Station. It is so helpful for me to hear from older kids and the perspective they now have about their parents and the choices they made. Because honestly, my children are not saying, you know what, mom, thank you so much for putting that boundary in place for me. It's just really helping me turn into the person I'm supposed to be. (laughs) They're not saying that, are yours? Yet to sit and listen to people in their late teens and early 20s say those things about their parents. Man, it is so helpful for me. So I hope it is for you too. Here we go. What is your earliest memory of your parents? And let's let Audrey go first since she goes first in a lot of things. Oh yeah. I feel like the earliest memories that I have are in the house that we very first started in. Um, We moved from there when I was probably four or five and it was our birthday parties. Just things like that where we had a jungle party and a camping party. And I remember that my parents put in so much detailed effort into these little things. That's so sweet. Yeah, the memories that I have are like these little rocks that my mom painted all my friends' names on. And just little things like that that I was like, oh. But yeah, those are really my earliest memories of them. What about you, Andrew? Earliest memories of your parents? Um, I would say soccer games and uh-huh. just hanging out with them in general. Yeah. Like your soccer game or when you were watching your siblings? Um, probably watching my siblings. Okay. Also going to like College Station yeah. and going to A&M games. Oh, fun. Those are pretty fun. Sounds like the Spires. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> what I, about y'all? Anything It was different? hard for me to think of my earliest memory because I think I was just like so honed in on like the earliest and I was like oh my gosh I don't know but I think like a lot of our experiences similar to Audrey and like family vacations and things that we would do Mm -hmm. growing up were like huge staple memories for me um yeah but they're all good memories like I mean even just like playing with my parents outside. They were just very interactive with us, like uh-huh. did everything with us. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh, they stayed inside while we all did this. And like they were just with us always. So that was, I think, something big. That's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say the same thing, like the birthday parties, because I, I don't know if y'all remember my spy birthday parties. Was oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Seven, <laughs> like I was seven years old, I think. I was turning seven. Uh-uh. 
And I mean, this is so funny. All the dads came up with this thing where, you know, we're going through all these trials to become a spy. And so we're doing all these activities to like pass our test or whatever, become a spy. And the last, the last test was they lined us all on the brick wall back there. And we had, this was before we had a pool. So Uh this was like all grass. We lined up on the brick wall. You know, all of us have sunglasses on and, you know, we're just decked out. Do y'all remember this? Oh yeah. Okay. So funny. And so, you know, my dad's talking, he's like, yeah, this is, you know, this is the final test, whatever, you know, and I see a few of the other dads of my friends, like they're starting to carry out coolers, like into the backyard. And I'm, we're just like, what is, what is going on? And so we're just standing there, you know, super serious because we want to be spies. Right. And, uh, all of a sudden they like open these coolers and all of them just start chunking water balloons. Uh, No. And so it was our, it was our like test to like dodge the water balloons and like, I don't know. It was just, it was super funny. I specifically remember that. And there's some picture that my mom has and like, all of us kids, it was like the initial reaction of them, like a few water balloons coming at us. And a couple of kids are just like, like jaw, <laughs> jaw on the floor. Like this kid's sunglasses picture. are like hanging yes. down. Oh like yeah. This. No. Below it's, the chin. Oh, it's yeah. so funny. Well, okay. And just think, well, at least I can think about that now. They, okay. If you're seven, that means it's like what? Nine, seven, five, three. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they, your parents are buying the sunglasses, filling up water balloons, like all of this effort. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And so I, I just know. think whoever is listening that has like exerted a lot of effort to make something memorable yeah. and you're oh, wondering like, does this matter? Yeah, it does. <laughs> that it does. It does. That, that they might be, you know. It's honestly hilarious thinking back to things that my parents put so much effort in to make something memorable. Like, Allie Jo had this jungle birthday party, and I swear my dad cut down the entire backyard and all the trees Uh in order to make a forest (laughs) on the ground. (laughs) And I just remember walking outside and branches are falling down. He's got this big, long pole cutting down branches. Yes, and your mom is probably like, whatever. Okay, let's go, Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. And and it was awesome, too, because they let all of us be a part of those, too. Like, we all had a specific job in getting all the birthday parties ready. Like, you're going to be the guide for going through the forest. Or, you know, just things like that, where it was just such a family effort. Like, we're all putting forth effort for this person. It's going to be awesome. I think also just a big thing to point out was, like, a lot of the, it wasn't because they like put in like all this effort, made it like perfect or anything. It was just the fact that it was like thoughtful mm-hmm. and that they did make it memorable. Yeah. Just like if your kids have birthday parties, the things that I remember are not like, I honestly wouldn't have thought of like those four hours my dad spent cutting down the things, yeah. but the fact that it was like, he like wanted to put in that effort for me to make it so special for me is what I hold on to. So I just, I don't know. I just remember everyone being a big part of it and making me feel really special on my big day or like getting to do that for my siblings. That's awesome. The big thing I think. Yeah. Okay. I love this question. What is something that at the time you were so annoyed by like a rule or something, or you rolled your eyes about that your parents wanted you to do Mm -hmm. And now, looking back, you're like, okay, I'm actually kind of thankful for that. Okay, one was... Um, <laughs> I like, I got one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I have, a, like, a lot. But, it was a list. <laughs> yeah, I literally went through this list. But 
One that was interesting, that was just like, it was just annoying because it was different than my friends, was we weren't allowed to watch a lot of TV shows that our friends were. Mm. And so even like Nickelodeon, like I couldn't watch SpongeBob. So like my friends at school would talk about some things, but like I am so thankful because a lot of those things were just like them setting things right before us and protecting us. Yeah. Um, yeah. For like, even like simple things, like I wrote down also language. That was a big thing. Even if we said shut up, it was like the biggest deal. Right. Um, with things like that. And I'm just like, the fact that they did discipline us in those things. I mean, those are just, words are really powerful and those things affect you and whatever is like consuming you and that you're taking in, like you will, you will like, you'll do those things. Like yeah. it affects you. I mean, really just thinking back, I'm like, wow, that is like, that was such a good thing that they did to shelter. Yeah. Yeah. Us. Were you going to say something, Andrew? Um, I would probably agree. I think TV shows is a big part of what I think I missed out on, but I'm very glad that they were protecting us. Yeah. And not all the bad stuff in those TV shows. I would say another thing was like fighting with Austin or something like that. <laughs> and then they would immediately step in and oh. break it up and then like, make us apologize Not like to fun wrestling that guys do, but like fighting, like I'm mad at my brother right now kind of thing. Yeah. So they would, they would have us apologize to each other and say sorry yeah. and make it intentional. That's good. Something that I don't think affected me and Audrey that much, but I wanted to hear y'all is like video games. When, when it was my turn to speak, I was going to say, one, yeah, one, <laughs> I was like, that one, one was really annoying. 1000% like, video games. Really? And I want to be very loud and clear on this. I was upset. Like it was, it was like all my friends, that was their activity that they yeah. did, you know, cause they played online together. And so they were like hanging out with each other without me online. And so I was like, I'm left out of my friend group yeah. or like, you know, and so a lot of those friends I don't keep up with now, but like seriously biggest shift of like mindset towards like video games and like devices in general and all that kind of stuff um there's a new documentary that just came out on netflix called yeah. the social dilemma yeah i don't know if it you've seen so that good. but yeah. ali joe encouraged me to watch that she watched it and it's like it's so good it's Eye kind opening, of scary yeah. what yeah. our devices are doing yeah. to us but i mean like, I'm so thankful because they, they would force us to, you know, go outside and play. Right. And, like, we would play with the neighborhood kids or, you know, we would just be getting sun. And that was awesome. Like, so, I loved that. That's, for me as mom with boys, like, this is a big deal. Because yeah. it's like, I know there will come a day where they are like, all of my friends do this. <laughs> what was that conversation like? Do you remember, do you recall when you would go to your parents and be like, everyone's doing this, mom? Yeah. Dad, whatever. Yeah, I even did the whole PowerPoint thing, right? You know, I did a PowerPoint, and I'm like, <laughs> no. I, I will buy it myself. Like, I told them, I was like, Y'all ended I up will... getting a Wii, right? Yes. We yeah, we <laughs> Eventually. Yes. Yes. Because yeah. it was, that was different. It was, it was very family interactive, yeah. and interactive. They, also, they also very much limited our time on it. It was like, mm -hmm. we were all either doing it together, you couldn't just, like, go by yourself and be doing that all day. Okay. Right. So, it was a family so you, activity. you made the PowerPoint. Yes, I made the PowerPoint. I offered to buy it myself, yes. all the games, everything. Yes. I offered to fully pay for it myself, and they still said no, and I did not understand that. Yeah. And I completely get it now. It, like, I feel like yeah. I was on, and this is kind of the same thing with the phones. Like, iPhones and smartphones started being a thing um, I think 
when I was in middle school, so right at the beginning of when Audrey was in high school. And I didn't get a smartphone right away. A ton of my friends got smartphones. And I think that I was kind of the tail end. And I think our family is included in this because our parents did this to us. They didn't give us smartphones until we were either in high school. I don't think I got one until sophomore year. Uh Um, So I had a phone. I could text people. You know, I could contact my mom. You know, emergencies. But you didn't have all the apps and all the stuff. Right, exactly. All the games, all the social media. Uh That's like such a huge thing. Yeah. Something that just like really consumes you, you know? Um, And I just, I think a lot of it is like distracting us. Yeah. It's a huge distraction. Uh Uh-huh. And like, I don't think I realized how my devices were like spiritually forming me as a person hmm. until like the last year or so. Totally. It's honest. Oh, like this past year. Yeah, like this yeah. past year because I've been made aware from um, a camp director who was yeah. kind of my leadership at when I worked at Pine Cove and then also, you know, the social dilemma thing and yeah. just kind of reading about it a little bit, but it's it's kind of insane. Yeah. Honestly, it's it's a little scary, but also there's like a flip side to it. That yeah. it's like, this can be super destructive yeah. and honestly lead to death. But like, there's also a flip side that like, we can use it for kingdom building. I know. You know? But it takes some maturity and wisdom to be able to use it in that way. Absolutely. Which, which you kind of, <laughs> it's, it's hard as a parent to navigate what that looks like. You know, totally. Andrew, you don't even care about your phone, do you? No. Um, <laughs> not really. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if that has, like, I think just that's a personality thing. Yeah, yeah, maybe not so much parenting. It's just yeah, yeah. naturally. Yeah. He literally just never. You don't care. Yeah. yeah. That's short... so good. Thanks for sharing that. Like, yeah. I just think that's super helpful for me to think about. Okay, did you have anything you wanted to add, Audrey? Okay, I have one more that I thought of. And this is actually something that it's not that they didn't. It wasn't a rule against something. It was something that they actually made us do. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they made us all take piano lessons. Oh. And I'm so, so, oh, so grateful. Like deeply, huh. deeply grateful. And I started taking in first grade, which almost all of us started in first grade. And I took piano for eight years, which Ware. is yes. a long time. Yeah. Shout out Miss Ware. I yeah. Know. Shout out to Deanne. If you're listening, we all love you very love much. You. <laughs> um, Andrew, do you feel that way? Are you, did you love piano? Um, he stayed the at longest. the time, I did not like piano. <laughs> but now I really wish I continued piano. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. and I remember so many conversations of, you know, it was like we were doing soccer and homework and church things and all this stuff. And it just felt like, I don't want to practice piano today. And yeah. I don't you want 30 minutes. Oh my like, gosh. It was yeah, just <laughs> such a beating sure. at the time. Yes. And I remember telling my mom, like, I don't have time for this and I don't want to do this. And her always telling me the same thing. She would say, someday you're going to thank me for this. And I was uh-huh. like, no, I'm not. I'm not going to. And, now and you're a like, couple oh. years ago, I had this moment where I was like, mom, thank you. Yeah. Like, thank you for making me. Well, when me. I came in here, you were playing the piano. Yeah. 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 And what's cool about that is I think all of us can say this, but really playing piano, it's not just that I can play piano. Like, that's great. Right. But... Really, it's that it opened up this world of music that I think 
all of us deeply enjoy music and appreciate it in a lot of mm. ways. Like we all mm. were in choir and like I got to be in the band at Pine Cove, which brought me so much joy. And yeah. we've all, or some of us have had, yeah, the opportunity to lead worship or Austin is super appreciative of music and is very into that scene. And so I don't That's know. That's so cool. It's just something that. that at the time we were like, Ugh, this is the worst. Yes. And but also taught us discipline too. Yeah. Of like mm-hmm. you have to do this even if you don't like it. Yeah. And and in life we sometimes have to do things that we just Absolutely. don't really want to do. Yep. So okay. The next thing that I want to talk about is it y'all have so much like creativity. And I also see y'all just like owning, like, hey. I'm going to try this. I'm going to do this. And it's like things that you're going, what? Like pottery, uh, mountain climbing, you know, we're going to do Pine Cove. It's like, and so I want to know, what do you think your parents did to contribute to this creativity and ownership thing? Um, Okay, this is like, I have a few things, but stemming off of the whole something that affected us from the last question that I think kind of fed into this was like, they very much encouraged us to be outside. And especially like, I just really remember that in my own life and still see that today. Like Mm -hmm. I just am in love with outdoors. But um, even from things like I used to go out and do like, bug catching and do y'all remember this yes oh yeah and um vacuum oh yeah yeah. (laughs) and like i made fairy houses (laughs) live bugs oh yeah and like made fairy houses for these imaginary fairies that audrey was actually my fairy but my parents like my parents encouraged things like that and then like i i mean even just like being outside and playing sports and doing soccer and doing the whole thing on the weekends Um, And, like, doing things with the neighborhood and running around. Like, being outside and being in God's creation definitely will, like, stir you to be creative. Because you are, like, so so connected with God, the creator. So, I think that was a huge thing for me. Second was, like, I'm just in itself a very, I think, I don't know if this developed or it's just, I think it's just a part of my personality. Like, the way I am, I'm very, like, ambitious minded. I just, like, have ideas and dreams. And... I think a lot of times that could be scary because people could downplay your dreams or like tell you to like, that's crazy. Are you sure you want to do But my parents, like I just, all my memories of telling them my weird ideas or whatever, they were just, and really this was also our siblings. They were really good. Like they just really encouraged me. And even I came back from Pine Cove. My, so I worked at Pine Cove after my freshman year of college and did a kind of harder job where you're just not recognized at all and um, learned a lot of humility and had this dream throughout camp of like opening my own little coffee shop in the mountains one day and having it be this like little ministry thing. And it's this huge thing. And I wanted to call it the honeybee and all these things and came back, told my parents, honestly thought that they would tell me I'm crazy. And they literally sat there with me and like dreamed with me and collaborated with me and told me, ways that they could like insert their their gifts and their talents and all these things and just didn't make me feel dumb like listen to me that is so cool made me feel like oh my gosh like this could actually happen if i'm like prayerful about it and trusting god yeah so oh, i love that i just think our parents did a really good job at like 
encouraging us to pursue things like that and not shutting it down even right. if it was a dumb thing it's like right so true. Um, it's, it's true. like we had some weird things that we liked and they just they were for us you yeah. know they were just like let's do it yeah so and they totally made sacrifices for us to pursue things whether that was oh, I want to start some little art business and, you know, my mom's going to take me to Hobby Lobby and spend the money to get the supplies because I didn't have any. Right. You know, just things like that, even though it's like, am I going to be profitable when I'm an eight-year-old making duct tape wallets? Yeah, The duct tape wallets (laughs) and the bows. You you made duct tape wallets? (laughs) Yeah, she did. I don't even remember. It was something weird like that. And, and, you know, (laughs) my mom was like, sure, let's do it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, remember when I... funded my business. Remember when I started the fashion blog and they paid for like a website for me and everything mm-hmm. that lasted Burn. like three weeks oh my it was gosh. called pearls and praise oh don't oh, look no. it up <laughs> if you're oh listening, i look forgot up about pearls that pearls and yeah. praise <laughs> give ali joe review yeah like subscribe comment um, okay this is this is kind of on a, a bigger scale because i think those were a lot of small things that we just talked about but um so I'm a wedding photographer, and what's really funny is I actually went to school for accounting and marketing and was at school for five years, two degrees, all the things. At A&M, this is not an right. easy degree that Audrey got. Yeah. Thank you. And <laughs> it's a legit degree. And I, I remember... <laughs> a lot of money. Get no, really. <laughs> yeah. And I remember getting to the end of college, yeah. and, and it just became super clear that God was making a way for me to do photography full-time. And that was kind of a weird situation where every time I would say that, people always reacted the same question. It was always, oh, what do your parents think about that? And because people were thinking, oh, your parents just paid for you to go to school for five years. They're thinking you're going to go work at a big four accounting firm and have a great salary and whatever, Mm -hmm. instead of being a freelance artist. (laughs) So yeah. yeah. And what was so sweet was whenever I had that conversation with my parents, I remember them just being so supportive and I didn't have to convince them or explain to them, this is why this is going to work or whatever. Their reaction was so like, Hey, we just want you to do whatever God is calling you to do. And so if God's calling you to do this, then we just want to support you. And we think that is amazing. And we're behind you a hundred percent. How can we help? Yeah. And that was like so much freedom for me because I think that I can be weighted down by what I perceive as people's expectations of me. And especially when you love your parents and you want to please them. And so of course I want them to love what I'm doing and the choices that I'm making. Mm -hmm. So when they were like, yes, this is what God's asking you to do. Do it. Mm -hmm. We love that. And we love you and we believe in you. Yeah. It's like, okay. So that was, I don't know. That is so cool. Bigger scale, but I love that. Makes me want to cry. I know. (laughs) Guys, so what, what about y'all? Okay, something I wanted to ask, like I think, no, this is for y'all, okay. that I think that y'all should talk about, is like, because y'all couldn't do video games, yada yada, like, I feel like y'all's creativity came out, like I saw it at least, like in Legos. Oh, I don't, yeah. oh, I yeah. mean, I just... <laughs> <laughs> 
Let's hear that. The Legos really resonates with me. So please talk, talk to me about Legos and how it helped with creativity. Um, <laughs> as I'm trying to organize my children's Legos as you're and they're stepping on the Legos. crazy. Yeah, wow. those things are yeah. so bad. Get okay. multiple buckets, yeah. organize them by color. We finally did it after yeah. years. <laughs> That's our free tip, True. everyone. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so how did it, that Legos? Um, I loved it, Legos. I spent a lot of time building stuff. And that kind of, kind of made my creative outlet. Yeah. For and stuff. I assume not like these. Like you just made your own stuff. It was like yeah. I'm not gonna do the mm-hmm. booklet. Just mm-hmm. yeah. I made whatever I wanted. Mm-hmm. Did y'all work together on it? Sometimes, yes. Yeah. They were really good at it. Yeah. Sometimes we build, you know, little forts and bases for like all of our little figures, and yeah. you know, we would we would collab. You know, yeah, would be great. How about the Nerf guns? That, no, like Andrew literally would make gifts for people out of Legos and like <gasps> spell things and like make oh, picture yeah. frames and things like that. Like it was a way that he also <laughs> like. So true. No, it was yeah. so sweet. Yeah. Andrew's a very good gift giver. Yes. Yeah. He like is. that. And very that generous. is totally his gift. Yeah. He's very good at that. He that. bought me something off of my registry yesterday. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Andrew. Isn't that wait, so sweet? Wait, Andrew, you just did this? You just went on the registry and got something? Yeah. <laughs> I love this. Okay, Andrew, tell us about your mountain climbing stuff. Because okay. that's it. I mean, we live in Dallas. Like, we're not, you know, so t- tell me how you got into that. Um, well, my friend actually got me into it. Mm-hmm. And... I wish I could go outdoor climbing a lot more, and I actually right. recently went this past weekend, and I loved it. Really? Where? Mm-hmm. It was in Austin, called okay. Rimer's Ranch. Wow. And and you and your dad went, right? Or no, for y'all for oh, your yeah. senior they trip. Went to, they went to like Zion, so they just. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, but I love being in nature. Yeah. And a big part of my childhood was just being outside yeah. and playing with neighbors. That's awesome. So just being in nature and doing something I love is pretty cool. Yeah. Were there any rules about y'all, like, playing with neighbors, how far you could go on your bikes, that kind of stuff? the cul-de-sac really helped us out. Yeah. The fact that, like, there was the gate. I mean, we kind of had a little neighborhood crew where it felt like there were there was always at least one set of parents outside or yeah, one yeah. mom kind of watching everybody. Okay. But it was, we got super, yeah, we got super lucky and it felt like a super safe environment where all the parents kind of trusted each other and all the kids. But yeah, I don't know. I can't really think of rules. I don't think they really ever had to tell us a lot of rules Mm -hmm. about where we could go because we didn't really want to go far because all of our friends were here. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Mm. Yeah. The park by our house is kind of lame too. So we just. So (laughs) true. You created your own park out. Yeah. Yes. Um, Something that. Audrey, you hit on that I thought was super important that I think that our parents have like done a fantastic job, like way better than I initially thought until I get to college. And it's like, you look back and you're like, wow, that's kind of amazing. Well, you're growing Um, up as normal to you. Right. You don't have like comparison until you like get out. So it's like, Oh, that's not normal. Yeah, exactly. But like (laughs) the word that comes to mind for my parents is like support, like in everything Mm. that we did, they were like, totally invested so you know all four of us played soccer yeah you know they would they would get us cleats and shin guards and you know all the equipment and you know my dad coached 
two of our teams that he coached Audrey and he yeah. coached Andrew and like they were just all in in whatever we did you know yeah. it was sports totally. it was crafts it was just like they Birthday were always parties. they oh, were always yeah. behind us and they pushed us to be excellent yeah. at whatever we did not because they're like you have to be really good yeah it's just like something that I feel mm. like we're called to as yeah. Christians is just like to literally do our best because that's yeah. glorifying yes. you know and yeah. so they understood that and they would tell us that all the time yeah you know do your best because it's glorified into the lord and it's like really did not resonate until later on you know yeah but that's something that they reiterated over and over and over and it was like there was talks where i would have you know i would have talks after games where i didn't play well you know with my dad or something and like you, you were know, being lazy or yeah. something right yeah, yeah something like that and he would you know he would talk to me after and he's like what you know like why are you not trying it looks like you're not trying and i was just like I was just tired or like whatever it was, yeah. you know, and he's like, like, son, like <laughs> you need to try your best because like that, like that is glorifying to the Lord. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, like whatever, you know? Yeah. But, but now you're like, but, wow. But now I'm seeing it and it's like, it is so true. Like when we are using the gifts that the Lord has given us to uh-huh. their potential, like that is glorifying to the Lord and that yeah. is showing off his creation and his design in us yeah you know? that's like so that's, cool yeah. i love that i think too like our parents um you were talking about like when you first asked us this question you were like asking us like oh we we do these different creative things and honestly the i think like just seeing how passionate my parents were about the things that they loved mm-hmm. um like made me excited to also like follow in suit like dad is just so competitive and loves sports (laughs) yeah and loves soccer and just it made it to where like that was something that was like fun to do because they made it fun and they it was like their passions for things their personal passions like made me excited just because they were just genuinely excited about it so like my mom like she loves she is so creative and art artsy and you would never know it right um but she's just so creative artsy musical all the things so i think honestly those are the reasons why we like did the whole like sports and we did the whole music thing because you saw because it in your parents. those were things that they valued yeah. and they just like encouraged in us yeah um but not in a way that was like pressuring it was truly like solely through like their just like passion for it of like like, the passion that God gave them for it would y'all agree yeah also on that note something I was thinking while y'all were talking that I think we can't go without mentioning is to be supportive of your kids in retrospect I realized that that took so much sacrifice on Mm. their part yeah and This is kind of funny, but I remember having this super distinct moment in college where this sounds so silly, but I realized that my parents are regular people like (laughs) me and they have things that they like to do and hobbies and personalities and friends and all this stuff. And it, I mean, that sounds so dumb, but really like, like, wow, you guys are, you know, human beings weird. And 
It's like, like you now, have hobbies? Yeah, <laughs> now thinking about it, looking back, I did not realize how much they gave up their personal preferences totally. and set aside their own hobbies and the ways that they like to spend time Absolutely. in order to be supportive of us. Because so you don't true, have yeah. endless amounts of time. Yeah. You know, and so Absolutely. I think that's been something so exciting for me um, in this next season for them because they are officially empty nesters starting about a month or two ago. And I'm like, man, I can't wait to see you guys do what, what you like do. to do because That's we, true. we're kind of like, what do you guys like to do? Like, yeah. what are y'all going to do now? Oh yeah, I'm I so learned more about, about them leaving for college than I did ever growing up with them because they were just so all in for us growing yeah. up that you don't real like, I didn't know mom was like yeah. so, so, so creative and like, yeah developmentally too totally you start you you don't see outside of yourself until oh no oh you're older so it's it's appropriate that you're like whoa i finally (laughs) see my parents outside of me like you know they're they're more than just my mom they're more than just my dad you know wild um okay (laughs) i want you to so one of the things that i observe in y'all as siblings two years apart i'm like Y'all just get along and support each other. There is unity amongst the four of you. Not that you you get in your squabbles. I'm sure. I'm sure of it. Absolutely. But <laughs> at the end of the day, I feel like there is unity and support and encouragement. And so, Austin, you had a answer for that. And I want you to talk about that. My mom actually asked me this question a few weeks ago. And I think she asked all of us. Um, but she was like, hey, like... How did, you know, how, how did, how did we as parents, you know, make you guys, uh, like friends or like, how did we have, you know, how did, how were you guys unified or, you know, how, you know, how did y'all like grow up? How did y'all like end up how you are? Yeah. And like the overarching thing, like, yes, there are a lot of practical things that you can do. And my parents have done a lot of things. Yes. A lot of sacrifice, a lot of support, all the things that we've been talking about, but like it it really boils down to like Jesus, Yeah, you know? And like, that is such the cliche, like church answer. And like, it, it really is so much more, but like it boils down to that one word, Yeah, you know? And like, that is the most important thing in their lives. And that has been so apparent to us. And so not necessarily of a like, Hey, like it's time to go read your Bible. Go like, we're going to lock you in your room and go read for three minutes. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like it's, it's not like that. Like we would come out in the morning whenever we're supposed to eat breakfast before we go to school. And like my mom or dad would be like, Bible study planning for the week, yeah. you know, or like reading their Bible or something and not in a, in a way, way of like, yeah. yeah, look at me. I'm reading my Bible. Look how spiritually mature I am. Like, <laughs> but yeah. it was just like, it was just natural. And that's something that we, we grew up like watching. Yeah. It, so we knew that it was a discipline and that it was important to them. Um, and although they talked about it in yeah. certain moments and stuff, but we could see through their actions that that was true. And that, I think is what made us like a lot of us like more curious is because we saw how important it was to them. Yeah. You know, like, did y'all feel like Jesus was forced on you? No. I mean, I mean, we, so we, we grew up in at first Baptist Richardson, like going to church was like, a big deal for since y'all. birth. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. We were not missing church. Even if we had a soccer game, you figure out how to show up. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, now we're not forced to. Like, Andrew slept through church this morning. But. <laughs> Call out Andrew. 
<laughs> Sorry. Um, but like legitimately like we, I don't know, at home it was not forced, you know, like we didn't feel like we, well, I, I don't know. I, I can't speak for all of us, but I don't think that I was forced into it at home at least. It's, yeah, it's like something that was like, this is, this is your own thing. And it was very apparent. And like, they made that very clear to us that yeah. this, this is our own thing. This is our own relationship. Yeah. And so, you know, for some of us that became more clear or we took it more seriously later or earlier than others, like yeah. I probably didn't start taking it all seriously yeah. until like junior, senior year of high yeah. school, you know, but I had yeah. that foundation that my parents had laid and that they had showed me. And it's like, as soon as I kind of realized and my eyes were open, it was like, I want to grow and I want to be more like Jesus and I want a relationship with him. And it was like, I could see, I could look back retrospectively. You knew how to do that because yeah. you had watched them. And I could yeah. see all the things that like my parents had done for us and like the, the ways that they loved us, the ways that they cultivated their relationship with the Lord. And it was just like, it was unbelievable. Yeah. Like something, discovering all of Something yeah. I learned recently that I think kind of hits on this is like, um, I was listening to actually another podcast and um, like obviously like our parents and their relationship with Christ in the ways that they embodied Jesus in their own life um, totally impacted me. But also there's only like so much you can do as a parent. And I think a big thing that I listened to was like to pray that um, just the people that would surround us mm. would lead us because they did not, like, I don't feel like they pressured us. Um, like my individual time with Jesus, um, honestly was impacted more by mentors in my life and other people and experiences and going to camp and Pine Cove and different things in the youth group or just people that were placed in my life that had a special, um, a special like place in my life. It wasn't just my parents. Like they don't yeah. need to feel the weight that it's like all on them. But a big thing is like praying that the workers would be sent to your children because like God is the Lord of the harvest and he is already there and already working. But like we are missing out on the workers. Like the workers are not there. Like we need more people. Yeah. So that praying that God would send his workers to your child and that they would like be surrounded um, and like just be sent with mentors and people who pour wisdom into them. Because really, like, of course, my parents taught me the love of Christ, but so did so many other people. That's great. And know? there comes a time when you're a teenager when you don't want to, you're done listening to your totally, parents. Totally, yeah. You still need to, but you, you're just like, I, you know. Yeah. And you had people, your parents did a good job surrounding you with people. Mm-hmm. Talk about what your mom did when y'all turned, like, at different, there were um, milestones. Um, one thing my mom did that was really sweet, and I want to say that this was when I was going into high school. Um, so the summer before my freshman year, mm-hmm. and she, it was not this huge deal or some giant shebang. It was just she gathered together a couple women who knew me and loved me and she was confident that those women prayed for me and you were one of them Mm -hmm. and what's so sweet was she asked each of them hey um i'm gonna put together a little um sort of like i guess collection of verses for audrey to to know and 
um, to be able to look back in over this next season. And I just want to have, you know, them from you guys. So all of them sent in verses that they wanted to pray over me during that time. And so my mom printed them all out, put them on these cute little cards and laminated them and put who put the, who Mm -hmm. sent in that Mm -hmm. verse. So she put them on this little ring and I still have it. Um, it's in my room. And I remember all through high school, I kept it in my backpack. And it was something that even people would ask me about. And like, what is that? And I'm like, oh, this, you know, yeah. I get to tell them about You're it. Proud but of it. Yeah. I remember that she took me to lunch and it was just with those women. And it was just a time to kind of encourage me. Um, yeah. And then she gave me this little journal that I didn't even end up using that journal. I ended up journaling in something else. But yeah. the whole idea was she just wrote me a letter and said, I'm proud of you. And this next season of life, I'm praying for you. Um, yeah, that, that you'd grow in the Lord. And so I think that just touches back on what Ali Joe was saying of they knew that they couldn't do that by themselves totally. yeah. and brought a team of people yeah. around us. And man, I, I can think of people in our lives right now that if I needed someone to pray for me, I mean, I have a long list of for people sure. that were introduced over the course of our whole lives from FBCR or just tons mm-hmm. of areas of our lives that I know I, that that person would pray for me. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Did y'all experience anything like that? I, I know theirs because I was a part of it, but y'all, right. did your dad or do anything with y'all on milestones? Ages? So, uh, yes. I mean, it, it wasn't like, evident to me i mean my you didn't get like a cute verse card thing no no, no. <laughs> i mean that's that's just not Sorry. a boy thing like, I know. like that's something that you would find in like our bathroom trash can like a day later you know what i mean like it just just it, not just because we honest. didn't care it was just yes. because we were teenagers and we were like for I'm sure keep this like for sure um because we just didn't know you know yeah. um there was a couple moments so there's like specifically a soccer camp where I went to, like, in Alabama. Uh-huh. Like, there would be trips like that yeah. where, you know, right before my dad would write me a long note. And I've, yeah. I actually, like, am one of those people that just, like, keeps all my letters and notes yeah. and things and specifically those ones. And I, like, I have all of them in my room. And so my dad, you know, would just write out a long note just on notebook paper. Um, it was just, like, you know, front and back, not super long or anything, but just saying, hey, like, I'm super proud of you, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Like, hey, these are things that, like, as you're becoming a man, like, these these are things to keep in mind. And, like, you know, d- different things like that where there, there were different milestones where, like, he would remind me of things or pour wisdom or truth into me in different areas of my life. So, like, going into college, that's more of, like, becoming a man kind of yeah. thing. And it was, like going into high school and like to the soccer camps it's more of like hey like be strong in your faith like remember your foundation that kind of stuff yeah and so that is something specifically that i remember that like was very very cool and it was just very evident to me that was like okay my parents love and care about me so much yeah and like that like there's nothing that i can say say that like will make me change my mind about that yeah or nothing that anyone can say you know yeah so, I don't know. Anything, Andrew? I would say the exact same thing. My dad wrote me a lot of letters, long letters. Yeah. I keep them all. Aww. Whether I was moving to college, 
first day of high school, anything like that that's memorable. Yeah. I wonder if letters are a better way to like speak truth into I think guys. Very much. I think so. I think so too, and it's not like a common thing. Like I don't get a letter every week. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's like you know <laughs> like, like, it's spe- it's yeah. like special. Honestly, maybe not even I don't know, maybe like one a year. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's just, it's just like a very important time in yeah. that year or in our lives or whatever. And he'll just like mm-hmm. write a really sweet letter. And mm-hmm. it's like, it gathers your thoughts, all the things. And you, you can know. read it at a time where you're kind of feel more comfortable. Mm-hmm. And, exactly. You know, I'm not a crier, but those letters have made me cry a couple of times. So, um, okay. One thing I do want to mention that my yes. parents and like y'all chime in please, because you can probably explain this better, but the whole thing that we do, it's like the words at the beginning of the year. Oh, yeah. And this then, is a uh, more recent-ish, past okay. few years. Yeah, so we it. we went to a little family, like mini family camp at Pine Cove, mm-hmm. um, and it was over New Year's, and I had worked the previous summer there and really drank the Kool-Aid and was like, guys, we gotta go to family camp, <laughs> yes. and they're like, Okay, okay. okay, we'll go yeah. to family camp. So we go over New Year's just four days, and something that they encouraged um, our parents to do was to sit down and just choose a word for each of your kids and for yourselves to pray over them for the whole year. So something that we did at Pine Cove was there's this 100-word-long list of character qualities with a little explanation behind each one that are ultimately characteristics of God. Yes. And so it's a way to call that out in people um, and to pray for people. So they sat down with us in this room and we're like, hey, you guys, we've been praying about this and thinking about this, and um, we just wanted to tell you these are the words that we're praying for you for this year. And I can remember times that they chose a word that I was like, that's so rude. Like, how do you think that I don't have that quality? Or, oh, or like, absolutely. You know, I'm like, so these were words that you, they were hoping you would develop or like oh, that God would grow in you. Totally. So right. it was clearly like y'all got words and you're like, uh, well, they're not kinda, good at that at all. Yeah. Like, it was kind of know? offensive. Okay. okay got you're it. like, yes. understanding. Like, what are you trying to I think I'm very understanding. <laughs> right. <laughs> very much. Right. And what's funny about it is, since I've been doing that, it's only been probably four years, I right. bet. I think that started in 2015, so like four or five years. Yeah, yeah, four or five years, and every year. It's so prophetic, the words that they wow. choose. And you just see, and, and they recently, totally. I guess in the last year or two, they started writing them all down. Like, yeah. hey, everyone, printed out this little card. This is everyone's word for the year and the explanation, and they would attach a verse to it. And just say, you know, here's everyone's word for the year, and we all have it on, on our mirror wherever yeah. you want to And then you all pray it. for each other. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I know that they are praying those things over us every morning, and that just shows you, like, the power of prayer. Yeah. Of, like, Audrey just saying that. It's like, they, I know that they're praying those things over us, so it's not shocking that we would see those things develop in yeah. us, you know? And yeah. the cool thing is, when you do that for a year, totally, mm-hmm. yeah. like, I guarantee you see, that's a way to see growth. Mm-hmm. And so often we're like, God, are you answering any of this? Yeah, but over time, you know, you can see mm-hmm. it. Um, I I want to get that list of words and we can share it. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, because yeah. this is something you can do for little kids. Totally, like it, totally. It, they started later, but like you could definitely yeah. do that for little kids. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's power in like specifically like having specific focused prayer. Yeah. I think there's power in that. Yeah. 
I mean, so, let's take Austin's year, for example. This year, Austin's word is decisive. It's true. And Austin has graduated college, decided upon a job, um, and proposed, career. and will get <laughs> married in November. So, like, really spoke that one into Man. existence there. I know. And, 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 like, the crazy thing That's is... That's wild. Like, I, I have never... Like, it, it oh, honestly, gosh. I'm a very indecisive person. But, yeah. like, but, like, honestly, like, the career decision I made... Like the person I'm going to marry and yes. like decision to get married. Like I have never been more confident in a decision in my entire life. Like it's like, it's kind of unbelievable. That you know? is amazing. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're like, wow. I know. That, really, that one really worked, mom. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, yeah. it's just, you know, September. Yeah. You've still got some more decisions that maybe is, to make. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, Okay, so y'all are in a season now, you know, Andrew, you're maybe a little further away, but like it's going to be your fast where you are, you know, kind of creating, you're going to create your own family Yeah. at some point, you know, and it's like one of the, you know, cool things about creating your own family and like getting married is, okay, like we get to d- decide what our our the culture of our home is going to be and you get to make decisions like that and so and you can leave behind some things that you grew up with but you can also take some things with you so i want to hear what things are you going to take with you into your you know your families or do you hope to take with you into your own to your families the thing i immediately think of is my parents are super hospitable Mm -hmm. and therefore we got roped into being hospitable a lot of times. It's a family affair, isn't it? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And so I remember growing up, it was always the case that our friends were welcome here. So we never had to find somewhere else. Like my parents' preference was that our friends were here. If y'all want to hang out, everyone come over. And if there was, you know, the whole soccer team wanted to sleep over, it was like, sure. Yeah, you know, it was just, everyone was always welcome. And even now later, so throughout my time in college, I would have friends that would talk to me about, oh, I have an internship in Dallas this summer and trying to figure out a place to live. And without batting an eye, my immediate thought was, oh, you should move in with my family. Of course, my parents would say yes to that. And so I would tell them, even without asking my parents, like, hey, I think you could probably live at our house. I'll ask them to make sure, but like, probably it's great. And you knew the answer would be yes. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, during quarantine, we had at one point, I mean, this was probably illegal, but we had 12 people living here. Yeah, it was like, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. We were past the 10 mark. Yeah, whoops. Um, And it was just like friends that didn't have a place to go, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, needed some time to get on their feet, save some money, or, you know, we're getting married within the next couple months and needed a place to be until And y'all's quarantine time was over the top. I mean, y'all had, like, yoga classes happening in your garage. Gourmet meals by Ali (laughs) Joe. This was the place to be during quarantine. Oh, my. It was fun. Yeah. It was awesome, though, and that's something that... I've seen even carry over into my college experience was I kind of roped my roommates into that. Yes. Of being like, you hosted people all the time. Yeah, I was like, yeah. hey, everyone is always welcome here. Aww. And that is is so cool to think. So I didn't true. realize that that was something that I had picked up from our home and that wasn't yes. normal. So but it's also just 
um, a mentality of generosity yeah. of mm-hmm. we just weren't stingy with like, oh, like they can't have the food in the pantry or don't eat this or don't touch uh-huh. this or whatever. It was always no like, here. No, you know, yeah, it was like, oh yeah, whatever we have y'all, you know, yeah. y'all are welcome oh, that's awesome. to whatever. And mm-hmm. so it made me a good sharer so of true. my things and a share of my space. And I want my family to be like that too, Yeah, where everyone knows they're always welcome mm-hmm. and there's space for them. Yeah. I think for me, like heading, being in a season of engagement and like I'm getting married in May. And so thinking about it for me, like I just think about wanting to embody just the ways my parents reflected Christ, like in their relationship with one another. They just, I mean, you they're just obsessed with each other. I mean, they just are so cute. I love watching them now, but as a little girl, I just remember them. I'd be like, ew, like stop kissing her, like stop hugging, like just all these things. And like now I look back and I'm just like, I love that they show us how much in love they are yeah. um, and how kind they are to one another and how they just never would ever say a bad word about each other in front of us. Like... I've just, they're just so good about sheltering us from, um, like just never make themselves look better than the other, whatever, just like are so uplifting to one another and love each other really well. And then another thing I thought of was just, um, growing up, I think something that I was thinking of when y'all were talking about the letters from dad, I think something that dad did really well for me and Audrey that I've reflected on is just like, he emphasized to me that like having a daughter, he like sat down with me and had a conversation when I got engaged, like just telling me how important it was of like when he had daughters, he had someone tell him that like if he didn't love us well, then like someone else would. Yeah. And so I think that our dad just did a really good job at um loving me and Audrey really well and so the man that was like the most important in our lives um growing up like loved us so well and so we just didn't have to search for it in other Mm -hmm. ways and I'm really thankful for that and thankful for the ways that he um he's told me that he's kind of loosened the rope as I've gotten like closer to marriage with Tyler of like allowing Tyler to kind of take the reins on that and as I like am in this season of engagement but um, truly embodying like the ways that they sacrifice and love one another in yeah. their like marriage and relationship is huge. That's awesome. not just in the way they parent us. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, yeah. yeah, I totally agree. I, that's like, that's probably the biggest thing I've been thinking about this a lot because I, I'm also engaged. <laughs> Yeah, so we're we're in the thick of you know premarital counseling oh, yeah. and you know the merge curriculum uh-huh. and you know all that kind of stuff, yeah. which I know some people may roll their eyes, but like that that it's all really good stuff. And yeah, for sure. So it's like it's it's awesome, but I've I really have had to think about a lot of this stuff, I have conversations with Tori Grace, my fiance, about you know what what are things that we want to bring in from our families, what things do we want to leave behind, right. all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, Another thing that I think our parents did really good and kind of to hit on what Audrey said, uh, she said the word generous, I would say like giving, but generous kind of goes hand in hand. Mm -hmm. They're just very good at giving, Mm -hmm. you know, whether it's 
their time, whether it's like their money and their finances. And, you know, like we always would give up time or money or resources to like go serve people, you know, like that's, that is something that we did. And like, I think something that I think FBR actually does really well, um, is there's like a lot of opportunities to serve within the church there. And so that was something that was super important to like us as a family and to my parents and they, semi forced us to do some of that stuff sometimes but like that was super important to us yeah. and so ser- so like in college serving was important to me and so I got involved in this ministry called SOS Ministries which is like Save Our Streets it's a ministry in Bryant but like yeah. I continued to serve in college because that was instilled in me yeah. like here and like just being like giving and generous with your time your finances your energy you know your attention mm-hmm. you know whatever it is um Another thing is Christmas. Like, oh yeah, we totally do Christmas big here. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Like, like yeah, we, you have to think about stuff like that too. Like, yeah. what, what, you know, how will we do holidays? Uh-huh. You know, exactly. And I was, I was actually talking with um, my future wife the other day, and we were talking about finances and giving and all this different stuff. And, you know, I, we're both starting careers, so we're not. Yeah. You know, we're not wealthy at all we're start we're starting fairly poor obviously as, as and most so people do yeah. we're talking about you know if we have money left over at the end you know are we going to save this are we going to do christmas gifts and it's like i felt very strongly that i was like it was instilled in me from very beginning that like i want to give you know yeah. what i mean like it it's like if we only have you know x amount of money at the end of the year and it's like just a little bit and it's like can we save this or give christmas gifts to people i would much rather give christmas gifts to people and i think great conversation y'all had i think that's totally due to my parents yeah like that's 100 percent then so that's great crumsey what do you think um i love what audrey said about hospitality i also really like what austin said about giving I would just say in general, the example they set with us, mm-hmm. how they always spent time with us and did everything yeah. with us. And also like my dad, he'll sit down and like read his Bible yeah. an hour. Yeah. And I'll think to myself, I should probably read my Bible yeah. sometime. Right, <laughs> right. And, it, and just seeing that continually and, it, and like serving and mm-hmm. how they enjoy serving, yeah. I started to enjoy it too and just take after them. I want to jump back to the story Audrey shared about how her parents supported her decision to pursue a freelance photography business over an accounting career. And for Audrey, it didn't even seem like she was nervous to bring this idea up with her parents because her entire life she had seen and felt their support. Whether it was for her duct tape wallet business when she was eight or having the entire soccer team over, to their home or celebrating her birthdays and her siblings' birthdays. I mean, it seems like she and her siblings just know my parents are for me. And I think in theory, that sounds really good. Like, yes, I want to be for my kids. Yes, I want to do that. But when I think about it, there is a sacrifice to that. Even even at an early age, like I just think about Tim and Joanna when Audrey's starting this duct tape business. I mean, I think she said she was eight years old. So you have an eight-year-old 
a six-year-old, a four-year-old, and a two-year-old. And I just picture Joanna loading them all up in the car, driving all four kids to Hobby Lobby, going in there, picking out this duct tape. There's a sacrifice to being for our kids, even in the simplest ways, you know? Or the fact that they all played soccer and it was what they wanted to do. Like, I don't, none of them felt this pressure to play soccer. It was what they wanted to do. So what that means is Tim and Joanna spend full weekends, full weekends going to multiple soccer games, sitting on the bleachers, whether it's freezing cold or super hot and cheering their kids on. Why? Because they're for their kids and even you know recent like what if being for your child means some of your peers may kind of go you mean you paid for your child to get a master's in marketing and accounting and she's a photographer I mean I don't know if that's the response they're getting but it seems to me that if Audrey says every single person said what do your parents think about that like our natural response as humans is to think, you got a, a legit degree, you should be using that. Yet Tim and Joanna are like, yes, Audrey is a photographer and that's where we want her to be. Why? Because we want her to be doing what God wants her to be doing and we are for her. We wouldn't want it any other way. And honestly, what might seem foolish a waste of time or silly to the world is actually what matters a lot to God. And I just love that here their kids are sitting around a table as adults and saying those little things that my parents did to be for us and to show their support for us and to show their love for us. Those things really mattered a lot. Those mattered. And I just think, I want to be for my boys. I want to be for them, no matter the sacrifice, because I believe it's worth it. I hope you found something that you can relate to from today's conversation. And thanks for joining us. If you have any questions or just want more tips for parents, let me know at ilasseter at fbrichardson.org. I'd love to talk with you. See you next time on the Four Parents Podcast.